Dit is dus mijn leven nu. That's the sound from an episode of the Anne Frank's Video Diary series. It's on YouTube, made by the Anne Frank Museum in Amsterdam. It imagines what it would have been like if Anne Frank had received a video camera instead of a diary for her 13th birthday, June 12th, 1942. Her birthday was 79 years ago this weekend, just days before she went into hiding from the Nazis with her family during the Second World War. The YouTube series has the actor portraying Anne filming her life, just like today's teenagers would do, it's showing people wearing yellow stars on the streets of Amsterdam and signs in stores saying no Jews wanted. And then, over the series, she shows what it's like hiding in an attic behind a bookcase in the office building where her father worked until they were caught and sent to their deaths. Anne's father Otto survived. When he published her diary, it became one of the most famous books in history. Anne Frank's story and life are being remembered across Canada today, including by an Ottawa woman whose own Holocaust survival story is a lot like Anne's. I like it when children can identify with Anne Frank um, because they could understand what the incarceration, incarceration uh, did to Anne and that that was so unfair. Uh, but she had hope for the future. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Friday, June 11th, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. When Ellie Bolograph speaks to schoolchildren in Ottawa about her experiences being a hidden child during the Holocaust in Holland, they usually ask her if she knew Anne Frank. She knows they're disappointed when she tells them she didn't. But Ellie was just two years old when the Germans began deporting Holland's 100,000 Jews to their deaths, while Anne Frank was already a teenager at the time and living in another part of the country. Ellie Bolograph would be hidden for three years, first in Amersfoort with an aunt, and then for two more years from 1943 until the war ended in the summer of 45 in a small southern Dutch town called Mechelen. It's right near the German border. Ellie was placed with the Wetzels, a Christian family who ran a popular hotel. The Wetzels had nine kids of their own, and all were blonde with straight hair. But Maria Wetzel agreed to take Ellie in, despite the risk. Even though Ellie looked nothing like them, with her dark head of curls. Coming up, we'll hear Ellie's story of survival, and what she thinks when people today say they feel like Anne Frank living under COVID lockdowns. But first, here's what's making news in Canada right now. There's more trouble for the Green Party and leader Annamie Paul after internal party disputes about the Israel-Palestinian conflict. It's already led to the ouster of one of her pro-Israel policy advisors, Noah Zatzman, and now one of the three Green Party members in Parliament has crossed the floor to join the Liberals. Reports say Zatzman and the MP Jenica Atwin were at odds over the recent hostilities between Israel and Hamas in May. Atwin was elected in 2019 in Fredericton. She's tweeted pro-Palestinian comments, saying the leader's stance calling for de-escalation on both sides is inadequate. After the Germans captured Holland in the spring of 1940, everything changed for the Dutch Jews, including Ellie Bolograf's family. 
Her mother had worked as a nurse at the Jewish psychiatric hospital in Appeldorn until the Nazis rounded up all the patients and most of the staff and sent them to Auschwitz. Ellie's mother escaped the roundup, but she went into hiding herself. Ellie had been sent to stay with an aunt in Amersfoort, but then the aunt had to go into hiding too. A Catholic priest helped place Ellie with a Dutch Christian family. Ellie's father did not survive. Ellie Bolograf is 80 years old now, a retired scientist and a sought-after Holocaust educator. Anne Frank's birthday, June 12, 1929. She would have been 92 years old. What does her birthday mean to you now, today? And what message do you want people to understand about it today? Anne Frank was a delightful, normal, healthy, healthy-minded healthy in spirit, young girl, how all children uh, should be. Uh, she was constricted. She was restricted in that environment, which was so abnormal. And yet she blossomed through her book. She was able to express herself, um, which is so necessary for children. They talk a lot, of course. They want to know everything. And so she was able to do this, articulate through her writing. I think that is wonderful. And I like it when children can identify with Anne Frank um, because they could understand what the incarceration, incarceration uh, did to Anne and that that was so unfair. Uh, but she had hope for the future. And, the, and this is what all children want. They want a good life ahead. They want their family with them. Uh, and they have hope for the future. And I think that most ordinary children do. And of course, we have many children who now who've come to Canada, who came from uh, parts of the world that were not happy. And, um, and hopefully, they will all have uh, a good life, such as Anne would have liked to have had. I think she would have done great things had she survived the war. Um, when you were born, the Nazis had invaded Holland already. And the war ended when you were five, only a child. Yes. Do you think that you understood what was happening the way that older teens like Anne Frank might have understood it? No, I did not. I certainly did not understand any of that because it was not explained to me. However, um, I, I knew I was different. I knew that I had to be very cautious because they always told me to hide and stay. Don't go there. Don't go here. And the boys would go down to collect sugar cubes and I would have to hide behind the hedge and uh, that kind of behavior. You weren't the only Jewish person hidden in Mechelen, I assume, or were you? No. In fact, there was at least one, if not two people. It was a man called Jacques Pierenbaum. Uh, Mr. Pierenbaum um, was quite Semitic looking uh, also. And he uh, was kept upstairs in the building. They, uh, well, this was a little hotel I lived in, and uh, he was kept in, in a bedroom. He never saw the light of day during all the time he was with them, which was at least two years, if not three. And, and where did you stay? You had your own room, or did you share with the kids? No, where- I was a little. I was a little kid, and I slept with uh, in the room where one of the daughters. And um, yes, I had my own little bed that was near the window, and I could look out. Um, I remember that well, because I remember looking out the window at the end of the war. And then your guest upstairs, he survived the war? Yes, everyone in that family survived the war. They were uh, 
interesting in that they owned this small hotel called the Flowering Hill in Dutch, the Blue in the Berg. And they um, managed to uh, keep everything under control in spite of the fact that the Germans would come there and drink a beer. It was an auberge, you see. And I was running around, mainly in the kitchen, but often where these other people were. Uh, and there was one Nazi who actually suspected it, that I didn't belong there. And he told Mrs. Wetzels to keep that little girl indoors, keep her out of sight. Because if he acknowledged to people that he knew there was a Jewish girl or suspected it, he would have to have, hand me over. Um, so I was in the midst of all this activity in a small hotel. I've heard during the pandemic, there's been a lot of controversy that people, some people compare their quarantine or their social distancing or being stuck at home to being Anne Frank. I don't know if you're aware of that. There's been some chatter about yes. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, when people say it to me, I, I remind them, I immediately tell them, you know, I say, do you know what it was like for Jewish people who had to hide during the war? At least you could go outside. You could play in your garden. You could say hello to the child across the street. You could look through your window. Nobody would say, ah, there is a Jew. They would wave back at you. We Jews had to remain out of sight. And acquisition of food was very difficult. People had to share with us. And I remind people that are complaining that at least you can go outside. You can say hello. You can pick up the telephone. You can sit at your computer. You are not forced to hide. You have so little uh, in comparison that it's it's not fair to even compare. It is true that you get a sense of isolation from it. And I think maybe it's a good thing that people understand what this feels like. Maybe they can be more sympathetic to other people. I would like to think that. Elsewhere in Canada, Edmonton's Jewish community is holding several events to mark Anne Frank's birthday. The Tomatora School recently had some of the older classes virtually visit the annex where Anne Frank and her family were in hiding. It's now part of the Anne Frank Museum's outreach programs during COVID. And this Sunday, the community and Edmonton's public library have teamed up to hold another live virtual tour of the annex. The event is free, but it's already sold out, I'm afraid. Later this summer, Edmonton will unveil a full-size statue of Anne Frank in the city. It's a project by a local Dutch-Canadian group with some financial help from the Jewish community. Now, there will be other opportunities to view a real live touring Anne Frank exhibit in the summer in Canada. One's opening in Calgary at Heritage Park starting next weekend, and the other opens in Stratford, Ontario on July 1st. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends to listen. And we'll close with a little preview of what our sister podcast, Bonjour Chai, has on tap. Hi, I'm Avi. I'm Melissa. And I'm Ilana. And we're your Frozen Chosen. And on this week's episode of Banjo Chai, we talked to Nakuset about Jewish native relations in the wake of the discovery of the mass grave of the 215 children in Kamloops, BC. Check out Banjo Chai wherever you get your podcasts and on the CJN Podcast Network.